Ladies and gentlemen, this is another episode of Below the Deck on FXBGPublicRadio.com. I'm Nick, as always, your host. And tonight, man, we got returning guest friend of the show. Man, J-Lock is in the building with us again. What's going on, J-Lock? What's up, family? How you doing? Oh, man, we're good, man. Um... I got, we should have gave a little bit more in that intro because you got the new album coming out. You got a few other big things going on right now that are getting ready to come out. Um, I don't know if we want to dive straight into that, but let's go back. Just so people, if they weren't familiar with the first show and who J-Lock is, do you want to just give people the rundown kind of what you're about? Absolutely, absolutely. What's up, family? My name is J-Lock. Um, Sound Music Group, CEO... Writer, producer, all that. Artists, yeah, all that. Trying, trying to cultivate the culture, you know. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. And so, last time you were here, you were talking about working on this new project. Can we bring that up? Yeah. So you got we Bell's got, Chapel coming out. We got a um, an EP coming out. Bell's Chapel. Bell's Chapel. Bell's Chapel. So it's here. You were talking about this album last time you were here. So it's it's arrived. When can people uh, check this out? We're looking at. I'm 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 a little behind on my deadline, but we're looking at November. We're going to release Bell's Chapel. Um, but you know what's what's really crazy about this project? Mm-hmm. What's that? It's becoming something more than an album. Right. You know what I mean? Is that like, why you like, decided to call it an EP? Say it again? Is that why you decided to call it an EP instead of an album? Well, you know, I called it an EP because of the amount of songs that's up there. We're only going to do seven. But what we're looking to do is music is becoming more of a um, an experience. Like, we don't want to just... It's, it's bigger than just music, right? Like, we want to create a moment in time and we want to have people to come along on this journey with us and me looking at this project from those eyes makes it more intimate more personal and it also creates this this journey that i want to share with people so like just that whole outlook with this project is like really dope and really different we're more so I've been very personal, very kind of let me dig inward and, 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 and come out this time. I'm kind of, I want to share that moment, that creative process with everyone as well. So you have a deeper meaning in this one. You really put some real thought into it. Yes. A lot different than just doing, you know, and that's what I think, uh, like, like you say, like where it becomes... Sometimes I think like artists, uh, like like you say, what you where your album becomes a project, where there's so many different outlets that you know what I mean. That's just one part of the many pieces that you're trying to do with something bigger. You know, not right. just you through music, but you know, there's also the other agendas around that that you're trying to point out and bring right. light to, and try to get you know into that stuff too. You're like, I'm using my music as the first outlet to like, you know, open yourself up to me and really kind of listen. Right. And now, now that people are listening, you're like, I got, you know, we need to put these messages out there. Right. Absolutely. So it became not like an album where you're like, I'm just trying to put out music. You're like, no, there's a message behind it where it becomes a project where, and, right. um, and you're like, man, I really want to do, you know, a few, a few more, you know, just deeper than deeper than just songs and things. Um, People who don't know your catalog, what what style of music would you say that you that you fit into, or would you can categorize yourself as if you had to? Obviously, you don't want to put yourself in a box as an artist, but like hip hop, gospel, um, you know, uh, R and B. What what category would you kind of fit your music into? I I, I was blessed to be able to create my own lane, mm-hmm. and um, we call it hip gospel, right? 
which is a hybrid between hip hop and the gospel. And how that came about when I was doing my album, Mr. and Mrs. The Love Album on all outlets plug. Um, it was such a very unique project to where it was like, it's just good music. You know, like it wasn't, it's not religious, but it wasn't, it wasn't secular either. It was like that fine line in the middle where you didn't have to believe in what I believe in to enjoy this project. Right. You, you know what I mean? So like, with that being said, it was like, okay, so if I call it hip hop, the church not going to listen. If I call it gospel, the world not going to listen, but both sides need it. And I heard God say, behold, and you are create new things. And well, I think that's an interesting fact to bring up because this is what I wanted to bring up with you too, because obviously you're aware of what, you know, some of the stuff we're working on in the background here for the next year, you know, tour 2020 coming up here. We got the gospel tour. But I wanted to bring this to people's attention, too, especially with somebody like you who has been doing this for a very long time. And now people are starting to see the Sunday service with Kanye and the gospel album. He's supposed to be drawer gospel hop album. Like, you know what I mean? Like coming off of this lane where it's like, oh, you guys are following in that kind of footsteps where you're like, no, like you guys have been doing this for a while. Do you feel like. Do you feel like it's 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 going to be beneficial for the for the industry to have him doing that, or do you feel like it's taking away some of the attention uh, for the people who have been kind of doing it for a long time already? I think that you know, I, I see, I see people, especially in this industry. I think it's interesting to see their perspectives because, like, I see people that I'm friends with that are like you know like everyone has their platform in their in their in their their listeners and i'm speaking as of radio the gatekeepers if you will um i'm listening and watching their responses because you know now it's like it's almost like shaming the ones that fall under gospel rap like Oh, what are they going to do now that Kanye, a, a popular mainstream artist, is doing this? Now they got to do this and do that. And it's like, if you was going as hard for the people who have been doing it for so long, as hard as y'all went for Kanye, it wouldn't even be an issue right. with the culture and in, in in the music and getting the music to the people. My question is, why does it take Kanye to get your feathers ruffled? And why, when your feathers are ruffled, do you kind of still shame your brothers in Christ? Because I've watched the Kanye thing. There's nothing godly about it. He's right. just doing, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a, um, a coffee shop right. concert. Like... Yeah, it's just he don't talk about God. He don't, you know, he don't mention Jesus. He get up there and he. It's just people having a good time, but they basically. Right. But here's my. That's what I was saying. Do you think that because you're one of you're a real a real gospel artist, one of the creators and founders from day one before this was popular? Like it was not popular at all. Like you, like you know, where you're like, oh, we can't call it gospel because they're not going to mess with it in the community. Right, right. Can't call it hip-hop because the gospel people aren't going to be into it. So you've been battling with the realness of, like, this is the message we have. Do you feel like, you know what I mean? Do you, like, they're trying to commercialize it and then, but also on the side of that, does it add to it? Because if they, if you get somebody who's saying it's cool, you know what I mean? Where like, hey, this big guy saying it's cool. Does that open up a lane, or does it kind of take away from it? You know, that's what I've been trying to figure out. I, like, I th- I think it might do both. Right. I think it. I think it. I think what it does is Kanye doing this, and I, you know, I, you know, it's people me, feel their way like, about Kanye. It's not. It's the artistic part about it, not his personal whatever. You know, right. Just right. the art of it. Just his presence. Right. right. Yeah, his presence. Like, that's, yeah, that's a good w- way to put it. His presence inside of this market. Right. What What I'm seeing is when you have an apple tree, when you shake the tree, the weak apples fall. Right. 
but the apples that are, you know, a little stronger, they don't fall. And what we saw with Snoop, because we've seen this before, we've seen the uproar with a secular artist coming in and, 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 and doing gospel music. Mind you, now, Snoop did a heck of a job with that album. That album is pretty dope, I can't even front. But he was smart because he got all the all the gatekeepers, all the big boys, and got them to feature on the album that he can still pull from. I think he won Gospel Artist of the Year. Wow, like, really? Recently, See, that's like, why because that's what I was saying. Does it? Do you feel like, like you know what I mean? Where you like, yo, listen, like this was our lane. We did this without the cool, and that's why, like, adding the cool to it. Do you think helps like get your voice heard? And you're like, oh, okay, you can win best gospel album, but like as long as you're bringing attention to our market, I guess is like you know, you think that outweighs the fact of like you're like this is not as authentic as what I do based off of it's, like, it's not. It's not as authentic, but I think with an artist like me, um, I think I'm going to be all right because my demographics, they're really smart. You know what I mean? Like the people that listen to me are really smart. And, and, and when you listen to Bell's Chapel, you're going to because I went. I'm going back to the beginning, the foundation of when I was um, getting the word as a child, and 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 sitting in service, going to sleep, and like I'm 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 thinking about those moments when I was growing up in church, you know. So like that's the foundation of my belief. You know, so like right. there's there's roots there. So when I go back and look at that experience, you believe in it thing, more. You believe in like the concept. The concept. I believe in foundation. Right. I believe in what happens when most people have scary moments. First thing they do is pray. First thing they do, or or they in an accident. Or, 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 you know, something about to happen detrimental, they resort back to their prayer or they talk with God. When it's convenient. Like, huh? When it's convenient. Right, right. But what if we live in truth? What if that becomes a cultural thing? Here's a, a question I pose to you. If living holy was culturally accepted, would Kanye be able to do what he's doing? Right. That's the biggest thing. That's why I don't think that's what I was trying to get at is that I don't know if like, I believe that's genuine because they're trying to do a spiritual thing. So that's, you know, I appreciate the fact that they're going spiritual and not um, too much like overly church where he's not like, yo, this is a cult or some sort of like, I'm a preacher now because, you know, that obviously I think takes away from the legitimacy of things like even if like a preacher was to say that he's a rapper you know what i mean you'd be like dude sure. that's not just because you rap at church or whatever you know what i mean you did that <laughs> but you wouldn't call yourself a rapper so a rapper right. calling himself a preacher who has a real job as a preacher every single day not just whenever it's convenient for like sunday service or this like i live by this try to live by it on a daily basis that's what we'll say you but know, look cause... what they're giving him, though. Look at the position that they're giving him. New Life gave him prime time. Like, they allowed him to do his whole set and then speak to the people like it was a word being delivered. Right. So, so like, that's what do you think they're trying to take it? How is he deserving of that? Because he's popular? Right. That's what is I that mean. Is that the only merit? Yeah. That, then that's the church moving backwards. Right. Because... That's what I was saying. I didn't know if, if you guys, you know, like with people who are really into it, like, because I, I feel like it could go both ways. And I love Kanye West. Like, I love the idea and the whole thing. And we're, you know, obviously we're working on these projects, but I'm like, I've been working, you know, I've talked to people like you before who've been working in this industry for a long time. The guys that I got that do the stuff over here have been doing it for the last seven years. You know, they're younger kids too. They've been doing it since they were in school and now they're, you know, to their college years. Um, Right, and I'm like these. That's really what their message is, like 100. percent right. They didn't care. It wasn't selling. It wasn't cool. Like this was through the. Right. This right. went through the trap mumble rap phase, where like anybody, like if you just 
if you could keep a melody and come up with a catchy hook and had a good beat, there was a, a there was a chance. Like especially if you were that age for some of these kids, where you're like you're right in that age range, you're in the college group. Like you just do that, you know. And people are like, oh man, that's the thing. And they're like, nah, man, we we make a positive message, and you know, we have a very hardcore stance on, you know, a lot. You know, we don't try to make it overly godly where it's not like you could only listen to this in church like if you didn't know that it was gospel hip-hop music you wouldn't think about it you would just think about somebody exactly little wayne raps about god you know what i mean little wayne's not a gospel so people do rap about it but you're like oh you're a gospel hip-hop artist so you got like more like there was five or six seven eight references in the song and the hook was positive and then you're like oh you're a gospel guy. And they're like, if I would have put this out as a hardcore hip hop artist, you'd just be like, oh man, he's getting into some real stuff, you know, some deep stuff in his mind and, you know, trying to really be spiritual. And you're like, these guys are trying to be spiritual too, but it, it, it sort of like takes away from the cool at some point. We're like, oh, it's gospel hip hop. And they're like, oh, well, that's not, you know, we got to find a special club for you to play at. And right, right, you right, can't right. play it with, with the other kids. And you're like, dude, it's the same music. It's just like, you know, it has a purpose to it. But you know what's crazy? Muslims that rap are accepted in hip hop. Muslims that rap? Oh, yeah, you're right. Black Muslims? Yeah, like, like, right. like, um, 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 most deaf. Um, um, there's a lot of cats that rep Jay Electronica. Jay Electronica is heavy into, yeah, into absolutely. that very, very like almost like uh Farrakhan status where he's got like bow ties right. and, and like crew around him wearing suits. He's rapping on stage and, and everybody else got suits on. Yeah, absolutely. And it, but, but, for, but for some reason, gospel is not accepted. And it's not because lyrically we can't do it because, you know, it's mean not, boys in this lane. Here's the thing that I put on there, though. It's not the radical. It's the it's the Martin Luther King, Malcolm X battle. Sure. Rave gospel is the positive sure. message. We're going to go about it this way. Positively, the Muslims have a well, not not speaking. I'm not speaking. This is my personal opinion. Not sure. this is not a thing. Personal opinion. They have the more radical agenda where you're like, we're just going to be straightforward. You know, that's that, you know, the Malcolm X, the Malcolm X, Martin Luther King thing. Hey, we're positively doing it over here. And then you're like, we're mad. You know, we're going to mad. We're mad about it. Still positive, but we're mad about it. We're not going to, you know, we're not making gospel songs about it. We're making songs about it that still have the religion involved, but we want to like, we want change. Now we're fighting for it. And then, you know, you got the gospel where you're like peacefully, like, yeah, we just want positive shit to happen and we just gonna try to generate that by being positive. Now, I I agree with you one hundred percent. With my new sing my new album, my new EP, Bell's Chapel. Bell's Chapel. I have those trans transparent moments inside of this record because that's that is essentially the problem that I feel plague gospel music in general. We always give this overly polished look, like we not wrestling with stuff. Right. So when we when we do our music, when we perform it, we always smiling. It's always like kind of like Alice in Wonderland type of flow with it. It's not that like yo, I struggle. Like I I'm angry about cops killing black people in the streets. You know what I mean? Like to have that real emotion of activism with the message of Christ, then your personal flaws that you deal with just being human. I can't say if you slap me, uh, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's a real situation. It's holier than now until, you know, something real happens. Yeah, because that's yeah. What, that is the mindset. Because that's a big thing where you like, I would want to do the right thing, but if you get put in the wrong situation, sometimes you know right. I mean? you don't know how you're going to react in a in a random situation. Right, yeah. and I've I, I've learned that um, from the last two or three years. Like I've been in around people in situations that it was like, yo, y'all trying to take me back to a time where. I put my hands on somebody. I don't even like to touch people. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I I stay away from stuff. Right. But, you know, but 
I, I would get frustrated about it, and then it, it came to me like this. And this is this is the God factor in it. He was like, yo, where you're going, I know that you are tough, but can you be, can you show restraint? Even when you're in the right, can you still not push that button? Just be can humble. You not make that phone call. Like, I need you to be still when everything around you says react. That's, you know what I mean? That's the humbling thing about it. Where do right. you feel... Do you believe in me enough and yourself enough to let that shit go? Right. Because right. what you're about to do is going to take it and it's not going to hand. It's what, you know, and that's why, especially when you're thinking that way, what you think is going to handle the situation only ends up sometimes escalating your situation. Right. No matter if you, like, oh, I got off on him and then something, you know, God forbid it goes the wrong way. Even if you're like, oh, I just wanted to get in, you know, I just got into a fight with somebody. They mess around and get, you know, something happens and then. Sure. Boom, boom, sure. boom, and then all of a sudden you sitting there looking at forty years, and you like what? Like right, I was right, just, right. you know, I it wasn't is. that mad about that Facebook post, but <laughs> I didn't appreciate it. But you know, now I'm talking about forty years. That's a long time. Yeah, because if you can't, if you can, if you can't show restraint to people that you can see, it's going to really push you over the edge when people are trying to destroy you, and On they're purpose. they're not accessible. You can't touch them. You can't, you know, Dude. you got to do some work to go find them. You know, you can't bring that mentality into the new area where you're going. But that's when people talk the most, which is the biggest thing. So when they know that you can't do anything, you're not going to do anything, sure. you can't. So they will try to try to antagonize you. But that's whenever you lose my interest. Because they right. got people that do that. The first thing anybody go to, if you start making, you know, you get a, you get people going and they start going, so, someone's the N-word. You just said that because you knew whatever happened, you might have been wrong, I might have been right, I could have been wrong, you could have been right. You knew that was going to make me mad no matter what, who was right or who was wrong. Now we have a different problem because you were trying to set me off and it worked. Right. Because you Absolutely. said it. So if you're saying something just to make me mad on purpose, then you miss me with it. You can say right. all the N words you want to or whatever you want to say. I'll be that whatever. Right. You're not making me because you're trying to get me going. And that's why so you lost your credibility by just you don't mean that. You're just that was the last thing you had. There was no intellectual thought behind right. what you said. You just went to straight. I'm going to try to make you mad to win this argument. Instead of like, oh, these facts that you're spitting are making me mad because you're spitting a lot of facts that are proving everything that I think is wrong. But see that uh, transparent moment, that's a lesson that I still wrestle with. <laughs> like I still, I, people, I'm not used to people coming at me a certain kind of way. So I, was I, say, still, yeah. sometimes, I sometimes will react to it, but that's the lesson that I have to learn. Like I'm, I'm gradually getting it. I'm getting it. Yeah. But you know, that is a part of the process. Like, before you, there's levels to it. So before you get elevated, you know, because God don't want you to self-destruct. But you got to so, think about it, too. A lot of people don't get this this opportunity, as you have, too, as being an artist. Because, you know, paparazzi does that kind of stuff. Sure, sure. Which is, sure. I'm just asking you about the worst thing possible to get a reaction out of you so we can sell sure. something. Right. And that's the thing. So they're trying, oh, yeah, you, you're you doing this to me in my personal life, trying to get a reaction out of me so you can fuck up whatever I have going on. Right. You know what I mean? I got jobs and stuff, and that's the best you had because whatever I said made you mad, and you were just trying to make me mad. Like, I'm not even mad then. Say it. Right, right. Guess what? That's, when you gotta, that's, why, that's why you got to learn that discipline, yeah. to be still, even when people are trying to create chaos around you 100 percent. at the end of the day you gotta be you know it's, that's a big thing i think low said that and that's why he's like one thing people tell you not to do is like they use the the word selfish which is right. not uh, he's like you gotta yeah. be selfish he's like it's not being selfish it's being self-centered but it's the right. thing people tell you if you're self-centered then you're being selfish but he's like if you're not centered around yourself then how are you supposed to help anybody around you if you mm -hmm. don't even have yourself centered? Mm -hmm. And he's mm -hmm. like, but people will tear to take you out of that zone by calling you selfish. Like, oh, you just right. going to get yourself right and your thing. And then, you know, he went on to say, like, you know, he's like, you got to thank yourself about doing right. stuff for yourself because he's like, a random stranger will open the door for you at the store and you tell him thank you. 
You open the right. door for yourself every day. You wake up and, you know, do your <laughs> daily routine every day. How long is yourself, you know, your subconscious self not going to realize you not even thinking yourself? You know what I mean? And that's great why concept. where you like, great you know, concept. you got to like, you got to be, it's not being selfish where you're not giving people stuff. And that's why they'll, they'll try to say, but you, you got to be centered around yourself in order to be able to help the people around you. Right. If you're not centered, you ain't going to be able to help nobody else. And that's, that's a big thing. But, you know, they try to take you away from it, get you out your zone for no reason, because, you know, other people are not in that same centered zone or, you know, Whatever it is, whatever, whatever the case may be, you know, obviously you being an artist too, you get it. Like people randomly just kind of at shows or something, somebody might randomly heckle or, you know what I mean? Sure. It happens. It very rare, randomly happens, but you know, it does happen yeah, sometimes yeah, where there's just yeah. one guy like, oh, I didn't really like that. And talking all loud. And you're like, man, I'm doing a show, yeah. man. I'm playing a show right now. Just keep it to yourself until the end. Like, oh no. I, 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 I've only had like a bad reaction on stage one time, and it was because of my own arrogance. Oh, tell us the story. Happened. What happened? Where? When was this? And where was it? It was like, yo, it was, it was uh, forever ago. Uh-huh. I, um, we had just came back from a show in New York, oh, and okay. we had just killed that. I think that was probably my first time doing a show in New York. And um, yeah, that'll it. get you up there on your high horse. You go to New York yeah. and do a show, yeah. that'll get you jacked up as an artist. You're yeah. like, oh man, I was, I was bright I was, lights I was in the I city. Was like, yeah, I caught and, a cab to the it, show. Right? <laughs> yeah, I, I, so I'm still buzzing on my way back from North Carolina. I'm like, yo, because I'm under that impression, and I was doing hip hop back then. Right. So I'm under the impression that okay, that that thought process: if you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere. Right. So. I'm hot. Like, I'm like, yo, all right, I'm that guy, you know? And I'm on my way back to North Carolina, and um, we get a phone call. Like, this this cat was doing um, a block party in, in, in the projects in a, a, a local city. Right. And, um, you know, I'm hype off. But, you know, I just came to New York. This is not Came back from tour, bruh. You know? So I was like, I had this idea. I was like, okay, so I'm just going to write a rap. I'm going to read it off the paper oh, and, no. on stage and they're going to love it. Oh, no. Knowing I'm not good at that. <laughs> <laughs> no practice. You're like, yo, I ain't no, no improv no rapper, man. I need to practice. Yeah. Yeah. No practice. I'm, I'm, I'm just, yo, I'm that guy right now. Right. I get on stage. It was about, it was about, I think it was like eight or nine of us. But um, mind you, in, in in at that time in my city, like we was that crew, we were the, you know, we was the the, the guys right in, in our in our market. Yeah, that's how it I used to work for the internet. There used to be, you know, yeah, you know the, the scene. Internet, yeah. You know the we, scenes. We there was a scene of people. Street. See everybody everywhere. Every time you see one of them, you see everybody out. Right, right. We was like Wu Tang. We was deep. Right. So I get on stage. I'm, I'm trying to, you know, I done, I done crushed my set. Everybody's hype, whatever, whatever. So for my grand finale, I'm going to read this journal off the paper, and they're going to love it. I get up there, I started reading it. I started mixing up my words. I started, oh. you know, losing it. They started booing me. Oh, no. I, I've never been booed before, right? <laughs> I never. So yeah, I, I get up, you. I'm, I'm like... I get, I get, I get tight, and I was like, "Man, F." I think this is right. Little Washington, this little city called Little Washington. Okay. I was like, "Man, F Little Washington on the microphone." Oh man! They you... stopped the music. You see, like the TV shows when like somebody say something crazy and the record skips and it get yeah. real quiet. Yeah. It was kind of like one of those moments. Like I... the record was like, eh, eh. yeah. And then all you could hear in the back in the crowd was like, "What? What? What are you saying? What? What's that? You know? What do you say?" And I'm young, I'm, you know, I'm in my moment. So I'm like, yo, y'all want to see us? See us. We over here on the corner. The no one, club. Surprisingly, no one approached, because we was in their hood. Like, they could have just. Yeah. They, they could have, you know. But they already no one, won. <laughs> no one, no one came close. No one said nothing. But. The funny thing is, my man was there before I even met him. He was a shorty in the crowd, and to hear him tell the story, 
It was like it was like fifty of us. <laughs> oh, that's why he can't too deep. <laughs> but really, we like gonna be over here in the corner with half the club. Like, oh, right, right. Never mind then. Yeah, never mind. Really, it was like seven or eight of us, but him tell it was like we were like fifty. So, but nah, that was my one time only. I was like, all right, look, never again. I'm going to remain humble when I when I get the opportunity. I'm going to make sure that I don't take it for granted and I don't, you know, I rock it every time. And I've held true to that from the time I was doing hip hop to the time now presently when we're doing events. Well, so. can can we bring that up? Because you're about to go back to New York. Are we allowed to talk about that on here? Or are you not talking about that? Um, we can talk about it. Well, it's it's a different scenario. Um, would you I'm go not, to New York for? Can you tell him though? Because I, I, oh, did he lose him? Oh, see, that's that New York people, yo. They got us. It's below the deck. FXBGPugRadio.com. J Lock was on the phone. I'm Nick as always. Eddie K, the DJ. We we'll probably get J Lock back on the phone. Something happened. Now we started talking about this show. Once, once you hear what it is, it's gonna he be. Yeah, he got really hyped, hyped up, and uh, all of a sudden disconnected. I bet he disconnected soon. I bet he had the phone to his shoulder. I asked him if he was allowed to talk about this this show because I don't think I even told him. Oh, damn, you think the government shut him down? I didn't tell you what this is. There's another show in New York, it's and I got to wait until he gets back on. Cause it's the Area 51 show, isn't it? I don't know. Maybe his phone died. Maybe we can keep going. Oh, oh there dude. he is. Is he back? And Joe's Pizza. We got Jay Lock back. Jay. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Hey man, we were started talking about that. You might not be allowed to talk about that. Uh, yeah, the spot, man. They, New maybe, York might have shut you down. <laughs> maybe they listening. Okay, I'll be quiet. I'll wait. No, I'll wait. <laughs> no, let's get into that because that'll be super dope. And also, I want you to shout me out on that show. Uh, where where are you going? What you got? Let just tell the people that are just you know our fan base and the people around here. We won't promote this. I didn't put it on the on the post and stuff. So, but let them know because this is something phenomenally huge that that i heard about just through the grapevine obviously you know shout out jt big woo management uh, i mean um big woo radio and um the the enterprise management team yeah and they're doing mm-hmm. a lot of good stuff over there but you got something going on that's ridiculous where are you going to new york for we are going to be on the good morning america show Oof. That's going to be in a couple yeah. weeks, right? Say what? It's going to be in a couple weeks? Nah, um, it probably will be more realistically end of November, early December. Okay. And were you yeah, guys yeah. going up there to talk about the new project? Or what did you guys... Well, How did this come yeah, about? Maybe you tell us a little bit about it on here. You know we're independent, so you can talk about it here. Sure. So, <laughs> <laughs> there, there's, um, there's a group called Tammy Ellis and the Ellis Sisters that... Um, I've been knowing Trey, who is um, Tammy's son, for about ten years. You know, we've we've always communicated and kind of watched each other over the years. So, right. just so happened, um, I got a you know just out of the blue on a Sunday evening. I was like, you know, I, I wrote this song um, called "Make It Through," and I was I, I just felt like it would be perfect for them. So I just hit Trey up. He's like, yo, I got a record I think would be good. Send it over. They loved it. We sat down and had the meeting. Um, recorded it. She's got a really good situation. They're doing a um there's this company doing a documentary on them. Mm-hmm. And um through that documentary we're able to go to the Good Morning America and get the story told and they were such good people that they decided to let me be a part of it as the writer and producer of the song. That's dope. And I know you're super good people too. So can you shout me out whenever you're on that show? Absolutely. I was just mentioning. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And look, and, and look, probably what I'm going to do, I'm going to do a salute because I don't know how much speaking time they're going to give me. So I'm just going to give you the salute and that's for you. All right. Wait, wait. <laughs> All right. I'm going to let people know. You heard it here first, man. That's the salute. The below the deck, yeah, yeah, that's the salute. That means go subscribe on our iTunes, uh, below the deck. (laughs) 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 You know, with Jay, like, man, that's gonna be crazy, man. Um, are you excited about that? How are you feeling about that? Because you know, that's a that's a that's a pretty good size, um, 
that's a big boy. Yeah, that's a very big marketing. Like, like people, people are paying attention to that. Does that, you know, because you're obviously been around for a long time, and you're professional, so you already, you know, the nerves kind of come and go. But like, is this something that you feel maybe not nervous about? But are you like, man, this is like, you know, when I you think, get the goosebumps, kind of. I think what is amazing, not necessarily of the actual act. I think it's just amazing at how timing works. Yes. Like if if you some people go through life and don't pay attention to the to the to the small things, but timing is such a vital piece and and when that timing comes, you just got to be ready. Right. And and know when it's time, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I think I'm in awe of that, like how quick that materialized and you know, just again well, being humble but it came from me being a servant not necessarily me being you know the face it's just right. being humble and, and just saying okay so i'm going to you know work with a group not the face of it but just be able to be in a position where i can just assist and in that assistant is what brought this on so right. it just reminds me to stay humble well, I think the humbling fact too is you've you've done things before. You know what I mean? And that's it's a big thing a lot of people don't understand is like what you just said is that is the biggest growth you see in an artist is I was at New York, I'm the shit. Right. Oh, wait, I'm not. We're still nobody. <laughs> right. We're still right. nobodies. That's yeah, not that absolutely. was that show is over. They the people who ran that show, they're doing other shows. The whole like that was a big shebang. Today the right. Friday was a party. Friday right. is over. So now there is right. no party. Like the party's over for that. So you're like living in one moment, like that's the biggest thing. And then you're like, wait. Right. There's so right. many moments in between, like the normal moments and the whole thing, but also having the one and being like, oh, I'm the best in the whole thing to where you get to the point where you don't even mention it until you go. You're like, hey, I'm going to tell you the day before I go, like, I'm going to be here. But, you know, we wanted to to weasel out. But it is that way with artists like that where you've matured into that level of like, this is is a big show. It doesn't make me nervous. It makes me more responsible to like, yo, I need to be on my cues. I need to make sure I do my thing. You know, I need to make sure that we do, you know, just make sure I'm on my game this time. It's no, like, there is no tomorrow. This right. is the one show. There's one show. I got 30 minutes, and maybe I'll get 15 seconds to talk. Right. So you make it Pretty worth great. it, you know, because you think in your mind, though, whenever the first time you get these gigs, you're like, I'm going to be up there. It's going to be about me. And then you realize it's not. And you're like, this is a show. And it just rolled right in. Hey, they were nice to you before the show. And then as soon as the show's over, they're like, yo, get out. Yeah. We got somebody much. else coming in, dude. Yeah, good. Thanks for coming. You pretty, know, you got your much. check. You got your thing. Like, next show, dude, you got to get out of the dressing room. We need somebody else in here. And you're like, oh, I thought I was a star. And they're like, yeah, you were. Like, for that 45-minute show we did. But now we got somebody else in here. Like, Absolutely. So, and, 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 and when you get that concept... You've arrived. Well, that's why I tell people that longevity is more important than the moment. Being relevant for a long time where you live. I told people that I live in the future where you're like, I have events booked next summer right now. Like, you know, we're booking the tour for next summer already. Right. We haven't even hit the end of the year. We got tour 2020. We've already started booking events for that and venues and like we got like, so you're like, okay, it never stops. Like, that's the biggest thing is making sure it doesn't stop. And right. that's, that's what it. I like. No, what's the next thing? You know, this is cool, and it's always treat everything like it's your last one because it could be. Because I always, sure. I treat that like by running shows. I always tell my artists that I run live when I run live sound for shows. You know, I bring all the speakers and I do the mix and, and the whole sound. But mm-hmm. I do it so importantly to me because I'm like some of these kids. This is going to be their only show they ever played. Right. They might never get another shot to play on a stage anywhere, regardless if it's a, you know, a restaurant we rented out to play. They're not going to get another shot to play a show. This might be their right. only show. So make right. sure that, you know, you give them that same professional qualities where they're like, yo, that was oh. I remember being there. That was dope because, you know, I got I, you know, everybody can't. Everybody didn't set up. I think you can't just jump into this. 
I think right. that's a, been a big thing where you can't just start like after like 10 years. Be like, Oh, I saw what everyone else is doing. I want to get in. Right. Like right. we've been doing that. I've been doing this for 10 years and you're like, okay, we're seeing the evolution and we see the people come and go. But the right. longevity oh, yeah. is the thing, but I can't see people like you can't just jump in halfway into what we do and expect that to work. Like right. it's one hundred percent. And like you have jobs and you have responsibilities that you put yourself into that if you hold that like that's one thing that people say to me that bothers me. Like I have a real job. And I'm like, nah, I mean, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? You have a job. That helps you, but also I say that to musicians. You could be, oh, I don't want to be a struggling musician. So you just want to be a struggling human being? Right. Because you could be struggling doing your job every day and not doing what you like to do. You're going to be in the same position. Check the check. So. Yeah. Check the check is check the check, regardless of if you're in a cubicle or if you're on a stage. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We're we're all, (laughs) we're all, we're all had to do it at some point. So you might yeah, as well do something absolutely. you love to do. Back. Struggling is struggling. That, that goes back to my point of that life lesson that I learned in Little Washington when I when I lowered my expectations within myself, I got results. Right. That were something that I you know, like me getting booed was like I was livid. Like I was like the audacity of y'all. How could <laughs> you? you? Know I mean? How could you boo <laughs> me? Do this to me? I was in New York <laughs> after I done came back to New York to play this show for you. They like, man, uh, get off the stage, right? But uh, the, but the ability, but the ability to to self self evaluate is like, all right, Jay, mm-hmm. that was you. That was, you you can't even be mad at them. No, nah, that that's, that's really knowing, though. That's the humbling part of being like, you didn't like sure. it because it's embarrassing. You yeah. were like, yo, yeah. I haven't, you, you, I was in fucking embarrassed, dog. Like, not even like, I don't even know if I sucked or not, but like, they embarrassed <laughs> me, bruh. They booed me on the stage after I came back Crazy. from New York acting like I done been riding on tour buses and up there with the big right. buildings and all the big people and you know, yeah. then the normal people. That's what I was saying, dude. When you have the people, you have everything. And that's why you can't forget about your people. That's why I was coming. Like, you know, that's why right. I, I conduct business Absolutely. in my city. And like, I know these people mess with me. That's the, all that I care about. Like, there's certain people, you know, if if you guys like it too, that's cool. But like, as long as these guys are working. Right. Absolutely. My guys are Absolutely. working. You know, they got work. We're doing shows. We're booking them. They might not be selling big, but we're still doing them. Wasting Absolutely. a lot of money on that shit, but you know, we're oh, yeah. doing them. And this whole point about just really buckling down and really getting into it because I think a lot of people kind of like what you're saying too. Like when you go, especially with like a New York situation or thing like that, you're like, oh man, I'm about to be, um, you know, I'm about to be balling. You think, like, I, I guess there's a thing, I, I think Jay Z said this one time where he's like, People are like, I'm going to make songs, and then we're going to make a whole bunch of money. And then you forget about all the steps that are in between there. Right, right, right. Absolutely. And I think that's what a lot of people think, especially like we think people are just going to give you jobs because what you see on TV. Like, I'm a rapper now. I went to New York. I'm about to get a Bentley, and they're going to be driving me around in cars and the whole thing. And you're like, no, you got to sell a record. You got to sell records. There's right. a whole thing you didn't see. By the time you see it on TV, that means they've already coached them up to that level. No one just sure. came in the door and was on TV in the Bentley. They're like, yo, we planned this out to make it look this way. They did the right. work. We paid them the money. You didn't just you didn't see all that because that's not what's sellable. The work right. part is I- not the sellable part. The fantasy is the sell. Absolutely. And that was, you know, when we came up doing music, there was no YouTube. There was no SoundCloud. I don't know if it was. Nah, it definitely wasn't SoundCloud. We, we had more of, we, we did the work. Right. Like, it wasn't about the, um, definitely the money part. And you make good money. But it wasn't, it wasn't the need for the hype. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was no 
renting cars to to for for album Never. covers or anything like that. We was hip hop. This is we real. wasn't rap. We was hip hop. So right. I remember when when I first made my first secular song. Like when I say secular, I mean com- well, I say commercial because I was, you know. I always had like this sound that was like really easy to listen to. Right. You know, the beat was dope, the lyrics was hot. You know, inside of this this bounce and this fun, you know, we still had the gun talk. We still had never I never called women bees in my record. Never. Right. Because I've always respected women, but we would sauce you up. Like we wasn't you know, they would say we was backpack rappers, but you know, we would get it popping. That's how everybody was though, because like I said, that like the YouTube sure. was available, but you know how much harder like people don't understand how much harder it was to get your stuff processed on there because every cell phone didn't have a camera that could just upload right to YouTube. Right, absolutely. So you had absolutely. to have a real camera in order and then have the wires in the in the software to make those videos. You had to have everything. It wasn't sure. just like Sure. One one button push and now I'm on YouTube and now I'm on Facebook Live. Like you, you had to have real cameras to shoot a video and then yeah. upload it to YouTube. So it wasn't just cranes some, and everything. It was a production. Right. Yeah, you had to actually know what you were doing, so it wasn't just like that easy to be seen. Which was the thing that I say sells everybody. That's still to this day. I'm like, you got to be out there to see people. Live shows you- are where you want to be. The internet is dope and it's a cool place to market but you actually have to be out in your city seeing real people to get real fans like actually talking to these people playing they i got to see you in real life versus like you see everybody anybody is online and this is the best example i use for it which i've come up with recently is that people call themselves not they don't call themselves other people will call people instagram models and I was yeah. like, Instagram <laughs> is an app of about yeah. you taking pictures of yourself. Right. So at that point, everybody is an Instagram model. Everybody on Instagram is an Instagram model. Everyone on Instagram <laughs> is an Instagram photographer. That's what the app is for, taking pictures of yourself or of other stuff by yourself. It, or not by yourself, but, you know, you did it yourself. I took this picture. I was in this picture, of, you know. That everybody is. How are you going to be an Instagram model? No one's making any money off of that. You're just an Instagram some model. Some, some are. Yeah. Some people make big money. But you off have to Instagram. market. Marketing. People that have marketing. It's people that call themselves Instagram models that are making zero dollars. And that's why I'm like, why would, well, you yeah. use, why would you use that term? You know what I mean? I'm an Instagram model. And you're like the other girl who you don't think might be as hot as you. She's an Instagram model, too, you know, because she's sure. on Instagram. If you go to her Instagram, there's a whole bunch of pictures of her on her page, oh, yeah. too. You might get more views on yours, but you guys are doing the same thing. Sure, and, absolutely. Which is unmarketing also on free marketing platform. You know, oh, these sure. are... Sure. These are these are social media networks. We're supposed to be making connections and you like get the million views, which is also another point where people are yelling at people. I'll be reading it kills me on Facebook or on the message or on the social media sites when you're like everybody who's been jumping in my inbox and doing this. Stop it. And then I'm like, what? Why don't you just delete these fools? You're so much worried about views and then talking like, why do you have creepy friends on your fucking Instagram? Dude, I know my people. If you comment right, on one right. of my photos, I know who you are because I only added friends because it says friends. Add friend or don't add friend. You're not my friend. Why in the fuck am I adding you? Right. So you're talking to no, all I- these creepy people. You're like, why do you have creepy friends? To get likes? That well, I is can sad. definitely say I have a lot of friends, and I'm, I'm probably one of the most antisocial people. Uh, so a lot of people I don't know on my social media. But <laughs> here's here's the, here's the funny thing for me though. You're I an artist. Use though. it as a tool. Yeah, I use it as a tool. So like I don't post personal pictures on any of my social media because to me it's a tool. I'm just gonna use it to connect with people that support and, and share my views, and I can share this music, I can share this movement, I can share you know 
this 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 um this interview. You know what I'm saying? Just be right. like like you said earlier, it's something that I can send out the link like, hey guys, check us out. We're gonna be up right. here. And then and then they can tune in and, and they can hear our views and what we're talking about. But that's it. Like if I but it goes back to how I'm looking at uh, I think it goes My back to how how it was created though was for that. They call it a sure. a social marketing place. You know, they're like, "Hey, this is where you can connect with people. This is right. you, you connect with them based off of like you're a musician though, so people listen to your music and your things. So you would have that reason. If you're posting personal photos of just yourself, and you know you're uh, you're, fan, oh, you're like, "Hey, I'm a model," <laughs> and you're just it's just you doing random stuff. You don't have a modeling job or. Or a thing, nah. and you can market, but you know, there's a lot of people who are like go that way where you like, and then they yell though. That's the whole thing. You're complaining like, oh, I got creeps all in my, I got creeps commenting all on my photo. Why would you comment on my photo, creep ball? And you're like, it was on my main page. You want me to? It was a picture of you with 127 likes. Of course, it made my main news feed. It was, you know what I'm right. saying? What do you want me like, to say? She still wants to be respected. Yeah, right. Um, oh, I didn't. Like, you didn't post this just to get yeah. likes and comments. That's a whole thing. You had no other reason of why did you? I just really like this outfit. You own it. Right. You, you know what I mean. Right. You already and, bought and it. Rightfully, rightfully so. She should. But anybody you can't can tell that to a guy who you can't tell that to a guy who's just right sees you know the outer extremities you ask yeah. for it not sure, in a not sure, in a rape sure. way and not in no, nothing inappropriate like that not like that like not like oh well, somebody yeah, should be yeah. but comment wise i don't think is you know what i mean you knew what you if you're gonna post a picture in a bikini on facebook or instagram and you know that you have three thousand followers and you know damn well you don't know three thousand people on a first name <laughs> basis you know what i'm saying hey somebody and you sure. know you look good what do you expect and you know what's funny like before i you know like back when like back in the days like i've always had this understanding of social media mm. as it being a tool right so i really wanted to keep my supporters, my people that 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 watch, check me out, focused on whatever the topic was that I wanted to talk about. Right. So, in this climate where everybody is very, um, you know, the emojis and you know, there's there's attractions and things like that, and people display all of these different things on my page. If back then. If and even now, if it's if it if it's if your comment is too much of a distraction from the message that I'm trying to get across, mm. like if it's too much, I'll delete the picture. Right. Because I don't want to get us. I don't want to stray from the messaging or the campaign. Right. And so, like, but it, it becomes a double-edged sword because now I got to do big things to get likes. Like, you know, I got to, like, host a concert on the moon to get right. likes. Well, because that's where you got to get the girls. You don't work. You <laughs> posted it, though, and that's the biggest thing with the girls, too, that they don't get where, where it's making a thing. Like, oh, I, we didn't do it on purpose. We didn't ask for it. You definitely not asking for the sexual assaults and things. But with the Facebook type things, that's why people don't understand with the fame where you're not you're not an artist and you're not in the entertainment industry but you're doing something that's putting you're making yourself your own mm -hmm. paparazzi so sure. people are following you as if you were a famous person people know about right. your kids and your daycare oh your baby daddy and all like everything like that comes up on their page every single day just the same as they read about j-lo or whoever they don't, you know, they don't have to read about the famous people become less famous in tabloids and things because you're posting every day on your news feed about your life. Every two hours, some people post just at the work, at store, getting ice cream, going to the thing. And, you know, you're like, somebody's following you. There's a you got three thousand followers and, you know, a hundred and, you know, half of those people are subscribed to you. Which right. means they see that whenever you 
post something and they're just scrolling through their page, your stuff comes up on there. So right. it's just some Absolutely. girl who thinks she's just, po- oh, I posted this for my friends. You posted it for the Facebook. And then those are the people, though, that are, they've been following you. They think they know you and they've never even really met sure. you more than once. Sure. And they're like, I know you. You know, I've seen it happen before. Definitely. We had, um, we had a show about that where a couple people had got over internet stocked because, you know, they were, they were Instagram models, quote unquote. But they mm-hmm. got stocked because people were like, oh, I know, you know, they knew where their kids were going to daycare and stuff. And they because wanted to run into them. Stuff. People post where they're eating at. Right. Whoa, like, like they have it set up to where when they go to a store, it automatically shows up on Facebook. Yeah. And I, I, like, that's so dangerous. Like, that's what I'm saying. And that's why. And you're like, oh, why would you be commenting on these people think they know you? And that's why in your mind, you don't you don't follow them. So you right. don't know that there are like thir- 300 people you don't know that know your everyday, like that watch your everyday movements. It's like yeah. the Truman Show. Yeah. You're like, you've Absolutely. never met any of these people, but you've been posting on publicly about how you move and how you feel all day long. Yeah. So uh, that pops up on my newsfeed all day long. I feel like I know you, like you're talking to me. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And that was where we got to, like we talked to somebody who thought that, like we... We talked to two girls oh, wow. who it happened to, and we talked to the, one of the people who were doing it, and he was like, no, I I thought that she was wow. into me because it seemed like, you know, he wasn't, he didn't over-creep on somebody, but he was like, he was under the belief that he was really, like, in a relationship with one of these girls. <laughs> and they were like, dude, you're not. Like, we, we, you comment on my stuff. I like it or I do that. But he thought that that meant something. Like, so you oh, had like a, she a, a Jerry Springer episode. No, nah, we deal. just, I was a catfish. <laughs> it was a catfish episode. Catfish episode. It was catfish. Where it was catfish of people where, well, I bet he didn't, he, they weren't talking like that. He just would like, they would comment. He would randomly comment on her photos. And she's like, this guy randomly says this weird shit. And we got him on the phone. And he's like, I thought, wow. I thought that she liked me a little bit more, you know, because we talked. And come to find out, like, she, you know what I mean? She was just running a Facebook account. Like, I'm just doing Facebook trying to get, you know, trying to get more likes. But, but For what, though? Her the most imp- exactly. For what? That was the, no money. That was what I was about to ask. What was the end game? Nothing. It, like, it wasn't like, one like person. Said, it was just like there would be like 30 people comment on it, but you would, you know, you like all 30 comments. You didn't read it. You don't know who those people are. You just mm-hmm. liked everyone who, because they commented on your thing, so I hit like, and then... Somebody commented more, you know, I've been commenting every day and you hit like on mine every day. You're like, I didn't notice that. I hit like on everybody's every day. I didn't notice you were commenting on my shit every day. It mm-hmm. comes like a routine. You know what I mean? Where you're not even paying attention. They are not paying attention to it. And you're like, people, right. people are paying attention to you in your life, which is dangerous. Because yeah. Especially, especially being, when you don't know right who they are, where they are. In proximity to you. I was about to say, right. people are closer than you think. Even people could travel. Yeah. Hey, I've never been down there before, but I know that you hang out at IHOP on Saturday nights. Sure. You sure. know what I mean? I wanted to run into you, and then they don't even recognize you. And then, like, you know what I mean? You end up in a really creepy situation where somebody thought you were really, like, kind of into it. But that's the danger of, of that kind of, like, yeah. you know, with that social media, man. I think it should be used more. Market wise, I get why people do that, but also the only reason that I'm mad about it is that they don't market that shit. You got three thousand followers on your Instagram, you should be selling something for promoting, like Absolutely. sponsor. You should have a sponsor. Yeah. Not, not Absolutely. nothing against you. Not that because you don't like you're just not doing it right. Because if you can hit three thousand, you need to get with a local T-shirt business or some sort of local business that lives around your way and be like, yo, I got three thousand. And on my Instagram, I, you know, I post my pictures and they like it. I'll wear your T-shirts. Right. I agree. One thousand percent. I mean, it has to turn into some type of business opportunity. Or it should. I mean, you, you can't should. Just be doing it just to be getting, like, getting crept on. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a big thing. Oh, man. See, I'm getting into it, man. Sorry. Jay Lock on the phone, man. Great conversation. Obviously, friend of the show, man. We're at our 830 hour, Jay. Um, you want to oh, give... Um, 
a quick shout out to where people can find you at on the social media too since we've been talking about that obviously we didn't plug that in there <laughs> yeah add to it <laughs> yeah so where can you find you on social media though? where can they find J-Lock on social media listen guys definitely go to my Instagram um, J-Lock S-N-G J-L-O-C-K-E S-N-G that's Instagram Facebook Twitter um, pretty much everything and I have music out now, Mr. and Mrs. God sent me um, on everything, iTunes, Spotify, all of that stuff. So shout out to JT, shout out to the SMG family, shout out to uh, pretty much everybody, man. Tony, what's up? Um, yeah, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. Yeah, man. Thanks for being on, man. We definitely want to shout out JT. Um, J-Lock on the phone, man. We're going to get back up with you. We got... Um what bell's chapel is coming out yes so make sure you guys stay tuned for that that should be um sometime coming up in this winter uh hopefully before the end of the year we should get you guys the bell's chapel out here by j-lock man um obviously you guys might be able to check him out in his city whenever we hit the 2020 tour coming up obviously friend of the show so we'll have him back man thanks so much for being on the show jay thank you man for having me yes sir man we'll talk to you next time bro all right, fam. All right, peace. Man, it is peace. Nick. I'm Nick as always on Below the Deck. Um, we have reached our ending point. So uh, make sure you guys check out uh, Shock Monkeys Radio, which comes on right before my show, which is weird to say, but check out the playback for it. Uh, Madman Lowercase on the YouTube. Make sure you guys check out Right Side Radio and Dizzy Thoughts on Friday night. I'll be back here uh, for that. But obviously, we'll be back every Tuesday. Um you know, Shock Monkeys Radio, but this is Below the Deck on FXBGPublicRadio.com. I'm Nick, as always. Peace.